Hello, everybody, and welcome to my show. Autumn is here. I'm Francine Crawford. I'm your host. And today we have Ms. Dr. Liz Black, and she mm. is here to talk about her experience as being a caregiver, not to one parent, but to two parents. So we're going to welcome her to our show. Welcome today to Autumn is Thank here. Thank you. Thank you, Francine. Thank you for having me. Thank you for wanting to participate on Autumn is Here. We like people to share their stories because you never know what anybody else is going through and it may help someone else. So um, yeah. first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. Well, I have been on New York radio over 25 years. Uh, you know, WBLS, WLIB and WMCA. Um, I'm also syndicated nationally. Um, I have my own TV network, Inspired Living Network TV, that I'm the CEO of. And it's just awesome. We have, you know, uh, Pastor A.R. Bernard and Bishop Jacqueline McCullough and Pastor Travis Green, Pastor Diedrich Haddon, Pastor Brian Andrew Wilson. So it is a place where people can come and be built up laugh. It's all, you know, 24 hours of family programming. And um, I am just, you know, doing the best I can with what I have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, it's just a time now where things are a little different for me. Right, right, right. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. You have a wonderful Mm -hmm. uh, career. And Mm -hmm. um, I know that keeps you busy. And with being a caregiver of one parent is is a lot, but being a caregiver of two um, must be just overwhelming at times. So tell us a little bit how 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 did it start? Well, my parents retired at the age of fifty five. They're in their eighties now. God bless them because not everybody gets an opportunity to enjoy their retirement. And my parents were very active, very independent. I mean, they would go away for months and then just we would talk on the phone you know they were that independent they didn't need my sister and I for anything um and then my dad was diagnosed with parkinson's mm-hmm. and you know when it when he was first diagnosed you do go through a denial period of it because you don't see it like the doctor sees it Right, right, right. Um, but I started seeing little telltale signs. So I would say he's probably been dealing with it now over 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. and he has the best attitude. He's not letting anything stop him, and he's always been like that. And I I think I get that from him too. So um that it started with my dad first, and then my mom started getting arthritis. Um, she's in a stage right now where it's been pretty good. So she's able to help with my dad also. Um, but I do take care of, you know, their finances, um, medication, doctor's appointments. Um, if they have anything else financially, it needs to be taken care of. Uh, I'm the one that usually does it. So do they live with you? No, they still live in their own home. Um, they're the type that I told you, they're so independent. I, um, they thank God they're in a position to be able to have an aid for four hours a day. And they don't want anyone more than that. They don't want anybody on the weekend. I mean, I'm like, come on now. You're, you need the help. They don't want anybody in their house. They don't care. They'll sit in that chair if they have to for a day 
instead of having someone come in there and be with them. So, you know, all I can say is that I do my best to work around what their what their requests are. Okay. 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 But um, I'm sure that that's kind of tough to kind of work it out with your schedule and things like that. But um, tell me, kinda. Kinda. Francine, it's not kind. There's no kinda. (laughs) It is two. I have two lives. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I have the lives where I am at my parents doing, you know, food or whatever it is that's needed, doctor's appointments, making sure the medications are right. Don't let one of the medications be wrong or delayed, or I have to stand online at at CVS or Walgreens for 45 minutes to get to the line for them to say, oh, no, the doctor didn't call it in. What? (laughs) I've just stayed online waiting. So, yes, it has become a juggling act that I think after two and a half years now, three years, I've I I've gotten better at juggling, mm-hmm. but it still it still pulls on you. Right. So prior to that, because you weren't expecting this, prior to that, did you have conversations with your your um, parents about you know what happens if they get old or something or ill or something happens or where would they want to live or any plans for the future? Did you ever have those kind of conversations with them? No, because they never thought they were going to be older. They never thought they needed this conversation. They never wanted to share any of their personal information with me and still don't want to. (laughs) Uh, You know, they are very, I'm like, come on, we got to work on this. We got to get this. You know, you got to work on power of attorneys and things. And they are just, they are in never, never land thinking that these things are not required. So the only thing that I knew uh, as they got older, is that they wanted to stay in their house. <laughs> that was our conversation. We're not going to a nursing home. We're not doing this. We are staying in our house. So that's all the information I had to go on. Okay, okay. And you, you, you're keeping their wishes, so that's good. I'm keeping their wishes as long. Yeah, I plan to keep their wishes until. Okay, so are you actually looking at any other um future things like because if if maybe your parent may become immobile or anything like that are you looking into anything like that that may be um to put in place now i have a i i bought a hospital bed okay. that my father doesn't even sleep in he won't sleep in it he won't but it's there if it's needed, okay? I don't need a hospital bed, okay? But it, it goes up and down. It lifts your legs, your back. So it's a great bed. He has not, I think he slept in it one time. So that's how I'm preparing. You know, I've put things around the house. There are walkers everywhere. There are um, emergency buttons. I've stuck them everywhere and put one around their neck. Um, you know, the bathroom is set up where there are bars everywhere. You can get, um, I think it was called chores. They came in and they put the bars up for a discounted rate wherever you need the bars. So, um, I've made it as, 
um, you know, uh, as easy as possible for them to still maintain their independence with some support. Okay. So with doing this, do you, did you get any support for yourself? You know, because sometimes it can wear you out. And um, even though you try, you try your best. And of course, you know, they're your heart. So you try your best, but it can actually wear you out in some t- some time. So is there any place where you get support? How do you get your support and how do you rejuvenate yourself? Um, okay. Did you see me just close my eyes for a few minutes? Yes. That was my rejuvenation. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say I have support and outlets. Mm-hmm. But I found that I had to put an outlet together called the caregivers outlet because mm-hmm. there was people didn't know where to go or what to do. This is, you know, uncharted territory for us. We weren't taught how to care for our parents or loved ones. You know, we didn't go to school to be caregivers. So um, you kind of get forced in it and jump, you know, into being a caregiver. So. For myself, my listeners are therapy for me. My radio show is therapy for me. My TV network is therapy for me. And I do try to go away once a month, even if it's for a day, where I can look at palm trees in the water and just try to do as the minimal as possible. I mean, I always have to work. I never have had a day where I just can't work. But I do my best to rejuvenate that way. Uh, I think it's important, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that I I had to go to therapy. It became overwhelming and needed to talk it through. And basically what the therapist said was that I was going through depression because I was mourning my parents as I'm caring for them. And that's kind of deep when you think about that. Um, so you don't try to think about it, but obviously I was thinking about it and it's very difficult. So I believe that I should have probably more outlets than I have. The therapist that I had when LIB, as you know, I was on LIB and now they, they're selling LIB. So that took me and Bishop Hezekiah Walker off, which took our insurance. Mm-hmm. So my therapist that I had under that insurance, said bye Felicia to me because I no longer had that insurance at the most critical time um, when the transition between losing the job mm-hmm. and caring for my parents, I needed that support. But I thank God that I am saved and that I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and that I can open a book and that I can pray on my own because God knows I would not have survived If I did not have the Holy Ghost, if I did not know that I could call on the name of Jesus and know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There you go. There you go. Wow. That was my lifeline. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you were able to, uh, I'm glad that you are uh, rooted um, in the Lord and I'm glad that you did get some therapy and they felt certain things, but um, Hopefully, um, for the future, you know, you got to make sure you take care of yourself, too. I'm looking for a new therapist. And <laughs> okay. I'm to, look, I did a new hairstyle of feel different. I said, I got to do something because 
you get caught in the every day. And Francine, you know, the every day of this is the routine of what I have to do in caring. Every Sunday, I know I have to get up. I'm going to shave my dad. I'm going to get him food. But Francine, let me tell you something. Um, This Sunday, mm-hmm. I woke up with such a feeling of gratitude that I could help my parents, that I could be the one to provide them support. And it was like, I got a burst of energy, a a burst of life. Like God just shot me with B12. And I just felt a whole different mindset toward it. And I was grateful to go there and serve them. And I was grateful to go there and serve my dad, regardless of how, you know, when they're elderly, they could say some things and, you know, but I was just grateful to be in their presence that I was able to be with them. Mm-hmm. So I I can tell you that uh, just in this week alone, I, my mindset has been different. I, I just am, I'm grateful that I have them. And that God has chose me to be the one to take care of them. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know how hard it can be. Like I said, my mom had Alzheimer's and um, it was just me um, trying yeah. to tell and not knowing anything about Alzheimer's, which made it even harder because I wasn't sure. Yeah. What to expect. And with that, you do grieve them before they leave because they're not the same person. She wasn't the same person. So um, that was very difficult. And and I didn't know any avenues to get help from. So um, I totally understand what you're talking about. And I'm, I'm, I know how difficult it can be juggling your schedule and trying to stay, be there for them, but it is a blessing to be able to be there and be able to help your parents um, after the yeah. you've done for you. It, it is a blessing. So um, God bless you that you're able to do that. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Sure God will work it out and God will work it out. And, and you know what the blessing also is that they have each other, which helps. Yeah, I think so. It helps that they have each other, you know, and I know, you know, your dad might be a little stubborn, <laughs> you know, and they, they both are- no, both of them both are stubborn. <laughs> oh, I got two. <laughs> I know that's difficult because, you know, they've lived their life, you know, they, they, they achieve what they've achieved and, you know, they want to live a certain way. Like you said, they want yeah. to live their house. So yes, it's a blessing to be able to have them to be able to, because some people, don't have that option. Yes, I know. Another facility or something like that. So they don't have that option. So I'm I'm grateful that you have that option to do that. But what would you say to the audience? Is there anything that you learned in this experience? um, Maybe that you didn't know before, or that something that can help somebody else um, going through it, maybe to be prepared or something that you've encountered that may be able to um, lift someone up in this time that they're going through this I think I learned more about me yeah. in this time. Um, it, it, you know, I really took a look at myself differently, even just this weekend and being grateful to be able to work with them and be a caregiver to them. Um, it, you, you learn how much you can take, yeah. how much you can't. Um, you learn a lot about other family members during this time. Um, you do have to also understand that sometimes, um, like both of my parents are extremely smart and still very much there, but Mm -hmm. 
but there's a moment or two where I'm saying, okay, um, that's not the reality here. So your reality and their reality mm. can be different often. Mm. Let them work in their reality. If they have to try to bring them to your side, but you still have to do what needs to be done for the betterment of them, yes. of who you're caring for. Um, try to find that outlet or that one person that you know you can talk to and cry to because I I've cried many, many, many tears mm -hmm. over this whole situation and, and still very emotional about it. Mm -hmm. But I know that unfortunately. It's part of life and I'm not the only one that's going through it. And it just makes me want to extend a hand to those that are not in that position. So you may not be in that position where you're a caregiver as of yet, or you may never. But I hope that this conversation and when you hear Francine come on that this is very real. And if it's not affecting you, it may be affecting someone you know. What can you do to help maybe, you know, groceries one day and help cook a meal, just something like that. You know, I do the shopping. Um, I try to go to a restaurant and get their food. It's expensive also to be a caregiver because I don't want to ask them for money every time. All right, that cost me $102, your, your 10 meals that you asked for. You don't want to do that. So financially, it becomes, you know, a, a drain on your account also. You feel isolated at times and alone. And you have to learn how to deal with that loneliness that it doesn't become deep depression. I I know I went and still go through in and out of depression at times based on situations I see with them. Just watching them is difficult. So... I think the key is to know that you're not the only one going through. There are support groups that are out here and you can make it. You can survive it. You can get through it. It may not feel like it, but I promise you, if you hold on to God's unchanging hand, he's holding on to you too. And if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, then get connected, know him, find a church, find somebody that can tell you about him. Because I tell you, my green is greener. Even though I'm going through, I can still go through and get on the air and encourage other people. Yes. So know that you're not alone and you can do this. And God has given you the assignment. Don't say, oh, why me? God gave you the assignment because he knew that you could do it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for participating in Ornaments here. Thank you for your encouraging words because there is someone else out there that's going through it. And I always say either you're a caregiver or you are going to, you're going to need care. You yeah. know, yes. Need care, and if you're going to need care, sometimes you need to listen to these things because you you'll know when people are trying to help you how to receive their help. Yes, you know, when you're independent, it's hard to just you know give up, even if it's your child, to give up to yes. the independence to your child and let, let them help you. And sometimes that makes it harder. So if people are listening and 
you may need care one day, you'll understand how people are just trying to help you and, you know, put some things in place like the power of attorney and the healthcare proxy and all those things that we need just in case. It's just Just in case. case. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. (laughs) Yeah. Just kind of be prepared. I always tell people your autumn is here now. We think it's going to happen later. You never know. So if you have those paperwork and things, will all that stuff and your wishes, you know, um, so we, we just thank you so much for, for coming on and encouraging people. Thank and you. I really, really do appreciate it. And I appreciate that you even thought enough to have me on. So I'm grateful. And Francine, I, off, I just wish you all God's blessing and the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time because I know you're busy. So thank you for taking this time. My pleasure. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, good night. Good night. We'll see you. Bye-bye.